0: Welcome to the Arena Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Kingdom of God to Israel. And so when they saw a baby, it wasn't what they thought it should be. It wasn't the answer they were looking for because they were slaves to the Romans, they were under oppression, they knew what it was, so they were hoping for a king to come who would come and make a difference and would step out and destroy the Romans and oppression and all the yoke of slavery they lived under. And so for them to be presented with a baby was not what they expected. Let me say, God always comes to us in ways we don't expect because you can't work him out. That's the beauty of God, because he comes individually to each one of us in our times of need and in our times of delight, and he speaks to us just where we are, and he always will do that for us. And so I just want to bring out a number of points, really, uh, just four points that, that he came to deal with. Now, I'm, I'm, um, I've been a minister for 25 years, but I've also run counselling centres, so uh, these points are kind of familiar to me. And the first thing he came to do, he said, don't be afraid. Now, when you're presented with an angel suddenly in front of you, the thing you're <laughs> going to be is afraid. You know, it just doesn't take much working out. But what he's speaking into is fear. Because people are ruled by fear. They're ruled by the fear of losing their job. They're ruled by, lo- they're ruled by losing your marriage. By, by losing your income by losing your life, that the earth is driven by this. And when I've sat in counselling rooms, I've spoken to thousands of people. Fear is one of the things that people talk about. The fear of the unknown. We're not comfortable with it. You know, if I said to Megan's my daughter, she's 18, um, and she's going to do, for all the kids in here tonight, she's going to deal with the best kids, boy and girl, a present for you. So she's the girl to go to. But if I spoke to her about fear, it would be losing a phone. That would be... That would be... The worst thing that could possibly ever happen to her would be the phone disappeared. Now, I was brought up in a generation we didn't have phones. Well, we did, but we weren't allowed to use them. Um, and, do you know, I listened to a programme. There's a protocol of phone use. Among six people, three people can have their heads down, three people up, and it's not being rude. So... There's a protocol of doing things. But, but for, for Megan's generation, the phone will be the worst thing. For us, fear is one of the things that we have to contend with. And listen to what the Bible says about it. In 1 John 4.18, He said, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. And the Bible tells me God is love. We find our answers not anywhere else where people look. We find our answers always back to God. Because God brings love and fear has no place in love. So all the time we're reminded this baby that came into the world was the answer to our problems. But a baby is not threatening. And that's why we love the story about Christmas, because we're a non-threatening baby who grew to be a man, who grew to pay our price for us so that we could be here today free. So the first point is is no fear. Second, joy. Bring joy to the people. Well, there's a time where we need joy, it's now, isn't it? There's nothing comes down in the world except from heaven. He brought a gift down to us. It's the only time you hear something coming down that's got no cost attached to it, except to do you good. But joy is a word we want to hear, because joy is something we want to live in. Now, we don't understand joy, we think it's happiness. So we want to be happy on, on everything. And we're a generation that actually thinks it's the responsibility of the world to make me happy. Everybody else is here to make me happy, to, to do something, to make my, my world work. You're here to put on an exhibition so I can feel okay. So we try to buy our way into happiness. We, we, we buy shopping, cars. We, we like holidays. Nothing wrong with any of these things. Newer houses. We like to think that we can do that. Bigger TVs. We can't have a big TV in our house we have to one fit in with the lounge Um, and I can't see it most of the time and it's awful for sport but I go in some people's houses and you look and you think wow look at the size of this television so we think that if we can buy ourselves into heaven or we can buy ourselves into happiness that's the answer and it's not the answer you can never buy yourself into it my mum I remember going out with my mum and dad and uh, my, my brothers and sisters. Yeah, probably going to need some more. When I sing carols, my throat goes. I don't know why. Can you take the top of it, sweetheart? <clears throat> Thank you. This is an impromptu. Here's water. There you go. So we were out, and um, it's one of those days, if you could freeze a frame... That's, that's why I'd freeze. I can still see the day today. I can still remember it. It was the most perfect day. And actually, if I could just capture that day and stay there, it would have been happy. But happiness is not caught in a memory. Joy is found in continual, perpetual remembrance of things that are happening. And you'd be pleased my throat's going early. <clears> throat> Which is why I haven't got long. Do you know, joy is found in the fact that we have a saviour who reminds us all the time of what he's done for us. It's found on the inside. Happiness is found on the outside. The difference is, God came to bring joy to us because we remember that he set us free from all the things that constrained us and held us. So joy is different to happiness. Happiness happens to us, and we want that to happen more and more, but it will never sustain you, it will never keep you, it will never be enough. You'll always be looking for more. And the fact is, everybody's searching for something, the it of life, bigger car, bigger TV. But as soon as you've got it, there's a bigger it somewhere else. You're always searching for it. You'll never have enough. You'll never be contented and you'll never be satisfied. When Christ came, he came to bring you joy. And that satisfies all the time because it's like a well that springs up within us and it continually brings freshness to us. And when we're at our worst, we're at our best in him. Because the Bible says in Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him. Takes us back again, as you trust in him, you find joy and peace. You can't find joy on your own. It's only found in God. Bible tells me in Romans, you can only find peace in God. You can't find it anywhere else in this world. And so people are looking for joy. They're looking for hope because it's hopeless in some situations some people don't see a way forward they, they're caught in a hopeless situation now Danny's poem about let, let he as hope leave it here at the gate is one of the, the, one of the lines that's the most daunting because when you live a hopeless life you've got nothing but in God we have a hope in this baby to become a man we have a hope so we find joy peace I read in The New York Times that um, it said in the last 3,400 years, there's only been 268 years with entire peace. Every other time, we've been at war, one nation against another nation. For what? Land? That's what we fight for. But you know, people are in conflict all the time. They're in conflict in their relationships. They're in conflict in their marriages. They're in conflict in their workplace. They're in conflict in their mind because they have no peace. Willow, you're not going to win the prize. (laughs) Do you know, if we could bottle peace, we'd be millionaires. Because people want peace in their heart. They want to know what it is to live at peace with other people. We sing it here, but we don't see it in the world. We want to live at peace because we were born to live at peace. We were meant to be at peace with people. We were meant to be at peace with ourselves. I worked with drug addicts for a long time and they find a way to medicate the things they don't have. And people find ways to do it. This Christmas, people will drink far too much and eat too much because it's meant to make you happy, it's meant to make you feel content and at peace with yourself. It does none of those things. It creates more problems for you. They always do. When you look for a shortcut, it always leads to more problems. Never takes you to the answer. It takes you away from the answer. It promises lot and delivers nothing. Do you know, some of us have walked that path and we found out it's shallow, it's superficial, and it's useless. I went that way. It doesn't work for me and it doesn't work for anybody else. So we come back to the thing again. It's always found in God, joy. He came to bring love to a world that didn't know love. I didn't do the scripture, did I, Chris? Sorry. I was going to finish with the Philippines 4-7. And it says, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Always. Here is where most people have problems, in their head. Here, the wellspring of life, our emotions and everything, is where it all works out. If these two don't work, you are not going to be at peace. You cannot be at peace. So the Bible offers us something again in this answer of the baby that actually becomes real to us all. It was the reason for the season that Christ came. And so love. Love is something we we love the idea of being in love and we love the idea of everything it says. And because God did love us so much and does love us so much, He made a way for us to have love. You know, we we like to try and find our own ways to love, but you can't because it's only ever found in God again. Do you know, love is God. And so as we we come to it and we begin to understand the love that God brings us is unconditional. I've met people who said, I can do that, you can't. We've all got a price attached to love. If I do this, will you do this? When God loved us, it was unconditional because he knew we didn't have the ability to love back. So he said, this love I'm going to give you is not dependent on you, it's dependent on me. You cannot stop me loving you. You can't do it. Now, we all know what it's like to not love and not to be loved because we were created to love and be loved. It's one of the natural things we to do. But when God did it, he said, I can't love you any more or any less. When you're bad, I still love you. When you're good, I still love you because I love you. And there's no conditions on this. It's, 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 it's priceless. It's lavish. It's, it, it's, it's so, so incredible, this love, that we, have, we, do not, we don't know how to deal with it. But, but when we glance and get hold of God, we begin to let love flow through us. We begin to love as we should do. So this is what Romans 5.8 says in the message. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use to him whatsoever. Isn't that incredible? He didn't say, you can do something for me, because that's what a lot of things people think love is about. This kind of word that we say, well, if you love me, you should know. If you're a man here and your wife says, just go and surprise me, you're already thinking I'm in for a beating (laughs) because I don't know how I'm going to do it. You know what I like? No. If you love me, you'd know. I'm really now really in problems. And you know the one we saw? Yes. Well, there's only two in the shop. Now, I will guarantee out of those two, I will pick the wrong one. (laughs) Guaranteed. Because for me, every time I try and do it right, I get it wrong. Our brains are wired differently. I think... Let's go out shopping, we'll buy the first thing, we've done. Isn't it? Now, this is completely strange to you women. Because I have watched, and and I think Jeanette has hidden things, in the first shop to go back at the end in case that's the one she liked. So we have to go to 15 other shops to convince her that the first one she saw was the one that she really wanted. She said, I don't understand that. And she says, why don't you enjoy shopping? Why don't you look more happy? I mean, so anyway, I'm a man. So uh, unashamedly, I don't understand shopping. I don't know what you get out of it. Just be clear. Go and buy it. Let's go home. And let's put sport on. Because then we're on. Okay. Okay. Now let's tie this all in because there is a real reason for this. This baby Jesus come into the world. I said it because this baby was going to grow to a boy and a man. He grew in favour and stature with God and with man. He grew from a sinless baby to take the sin of the world on his shoulders. He came with a reason and down the, down the tunnels of time he saw you and me and he said it was worth it. And he still says it today, it was worth it. And when Josh said he came for every man, that's exactly what he did. Every man, woman, child, boy or girl. Because you know when you strip it all away, take the money away, take the pomp away, take the robes away, take the royalty away, take the bigness, the the intellect. We're all men and women, boys and girls. And God loves us with a passion. And he decided he was going to do something about it. He said, it's not enough to say it, I'm going to demonstrate it. I'm going to send an answer into the world. This baby became the answer. They didn't see it, they saw a baby. And often that's what we see today. We come to sing some songs about a baby. But that's not the reason for this season. The reason is a saviour came into the world to save us. To make a way back to God because there was no way we could pay it or earn it or make it on our own. But what he did was saying, I love you so much I'm not going to leave you. And today, when God's whispering to you as the angel spoke to them, when he's talking to you, he's talking to you about where you are today. And he's saying, do you, want, do you want to live this way? Do you want to stay where you are? There's a better way and I've come to offer it to you today. I've come with the offer of life, of hope, of joy, of love, of peace. It's there for you. You have to take it. That's all he's ever asked you to do just accept me and that's what he's come today the message of the baby was a message of salvation to the world but he demanded something from us to say I don't want to live like this anymore I don't want another Christmas where we buy our way through and then we're in debt in January and we we kind of looking forward to what what's next the next holiday the next car the next thing so this is a time for us to really grasp hold of what this is all about, Christmas. It is about a baby that became a man that went to a cross to pay a price for you and me, that we could live truly in faith and in hope. So I wonder if we might just bow our heads and uh, while every head's closed, well, every head's closed, well, if your head's closed, I'm sorry you've not heard a word of this. (laughs) Um, But while every head is bowed and eyes are closed, if... This is what you want to do.